You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners. Today, we are breaking the silence with Zach Spafford, who is a life coach and who has walked in many of our shoes. And I'm so excited to to learn from him. So, Zach, would you just take a moment and introduce yourself to our listeners? And listeners, today, our question that we're answering is, how does agency affect our recovery and our experience with pornography and how can we use agency to help us um yeah so i'm excited to explore that with yeah. you zach well that's go awesome. ahead thank you thanks so much for having me on the podcast this is awesome uh, you know this is a really great topic to discuss especially when it comes to pornography uh, and one of the reasons that i came to this particular topic for myself was because I had been struggling with pornography for many, many years. You know, it started when I was eight years old and I lived in a place called Dugway, Utah. And if you don't know where that is, no one else does either. And for, you know, the next 25 years through a mission and through uh, marriage and into my career and college, all those things, I continued to struggle with taking pornography out of my life. And when about three, four years ago now, I started to listen to a podcast of an amazing coach, Jody Moore, who started to talk about things that I had been learning, had been understanding when I took my step back from the 12-step program and all the uh, <laughs> counselors and the everything that I had been going to and started to try and really just figure out my brain. Uh, Jody Moore's uh, language just echoed what I had been learning. And so I decided to become a coach and Darcy and I, my wife, we spent a week with Jody, and then I went to the life coach school, and we decided, you know what, this is it. This is what we want to do with our lives. We want to help people solve this problem in their lives. And so, you know, we came to this point where we're like, let's let's dedicate our our career to this now. Uh, you know, and I came from a pretty successful career in insurance and being an entrepreneur, and I decided that none of that was the the thing that really was going to drive home the, the, you know, the sense of accomplishment that I wanted in my life. And, you know, being able to help people resolve this for themselves is exactly what I do every day. I get to help people. I get to help people figure out why they look at porn and why they haven't stopped yet. So it's great. Yeah. Thanks so much, Zach. I am stoked about that. I love Jody Moore's podcast myself. So, yeah. and it like totally resonates with me in so many ways. Um, I love some of the principles that she teaches. So I'm especially excited. Agency is my favorite topic. I, um, so I'm excited to just pick your brain and learn from you about agency. Yeah. Um, what do you, what it, I love to define, we, we love to define things first on this podcast. What, how would you define agency? So agency requires three things. You have to know what's right and wrong. And when I talk about right and wrong, I don't talk about it from the perspective of just like, here's the commandments and this is what, you know, is good and what is evil. But this is all the way down to the level of what's right for me and what's not right for me. And this is, you know, this is Darcy, my wife is a vegetarian, for instance, and what's right for her is not eating meat. And what's right for me is bacon. So, 
you know, all the way down to that just simple level of like, what is it that I want in my life? And what is it that I don't want in my life? That's what what's right and wrong means. And then there have to be consequences for that. So the consequences are that sometimes Darcy only eats grilled cheese and French fries. And I get to have, you know, whatever is on the menu because meat is on the menu in America, right? And so the consequences of our actions, the consequences of the, of the things that we know are right and wrong are also present in that you know, equation of, you know, what is agency. And then the final thing is we have to have the capacity to choose. We have to be able to say yes, and we have to be able to say no. Both of those things have to be there. Uh, and I think, especially when it comes to pornography, especially when it comes to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, yes is not available. It is completely unavailable to so many of us because we feel as though, you know, it is the worst thing that we could possibly do. And I know that sounds a little bit strange because as a member of the church, I know, and we all know that pornography is not something that the church recommends, but to give you this, you know, to give you a sense of what I mean here is, uh, I want, I want to kind of do a little thought experiment with you. Uh, imagine you are stranded on a, a deserted Island and the only thing that is available to help you survive is a case of beer. And, and if you drink this case of beer, you'll survive. You, you know you'll be rescued and you'll live. And if you don't drink this case of beer, you know that you are going to die. Okay, that's the thought experiment that we're in. Now, you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If I said to you, hey, you're a Mormon, you can't drink beer, what would you say to me? Heck, I'm going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to survive. But in, in everyday, I, in everyday what context, say. what would you say? Right? No, I can't drink beer. You, you would say that? Okay, that's interesting because it's not true. And, and I wanna show you how that's not true, right? So when we, uh, when we say to ourselves, I can't do something, what we really mean is that's something I'm not choosing or we're actually abdicating our agency. We're taking our agency and we're putting it onto some rule or something or some value that we believe we're supposed to follow. So in the instance of beer, right? You could say, well, the prophet says I'm not supposed to drink beer or the word of wisdom says I'm not supposed to drink beer or my bishop says I'm not supposed to drink beer. So I can't drink beer, but it's not true that you can't drink beer. Do you know how I know it's not true that you can't drink beer? Because you can drink beer. Because you can totally drink beer. And, and in this thought experiment that we just did, you were like, I'm going to survive. I'm going to drink that beer. No problem. Right. And I, and I actually have some people who say I would never drink the beer and you know, good for them. Good luck. You know, if it's me, I'm definitely going to survive. If it's, if it's the difference between staying and uh, alive and living with my family after I get off that island or dying, I'm, I'm going to survive. Well, here's the thing. When we say I can't do something, we abdicate our agency. We lose that choice. Can't, should, and shouldn't, they're all three spaces where we lose our agency. And we, and we give it away to some ideal that doesn't necessarily reside in us. It doesn't necessarily have that full purchase within us. And what I mean by that is, you know, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we say things like, I know that Jesus Christ lives, right? That's true to me. That's in my heart. It's, that's something I believe and I feel it. And when we say things like, I can't drink beer or I can't look at pornography, we're actually saying something like, I don't have the capacity to choose this. And when we say that, that's an abdication of our agency and we lose 
our ability to, you know, to make the yes or no choice here. And that's where the problem really lies with, with a lot of the people that I work with. Now, go back to that thought experiment. You're going to get off that island. You're going to survive. And are you going to feel terribly horrible that you drank that beer? Or are you just going to deal with it, deal with the consequences of that and move forward? Yeah. I really, really like this. In fact, this week I was having a conversation with my sister who's serving a mission right now. And she was just like, well, I have to be out here. God told me I have to be here. So I'm here. And I was like, I mean, that's an interesting way to look at your mission. Sure. Um, it's, it's also an interesting way to look at any revelation you receive from God. Right. Um, and you can continue to choose to look at it that way. Or <laughs> you could choose to be like, I chose to be on this mission. Yes. I chose I choose to wake up at 6.30 a.m. I choose to work out. I choose to study my scriptures for an hour. I and, and all of these things that you're being obedient to because you're on a mission, you can either like see them as like have to or like I, I should. Like, Usually yeah, in that should, should doing... realm, right? Mm-hmm. Should is should doesn't even, it, it's, not a, it's not a thing. There's no such thing as should. I mean, I hate to bring Yoda into this, but do or do not. That's all there is. <laughs> right. And, right. and to your point, I can, I can go on a mission. Heavenly father right. has asked me to go and I can go and I'm going to, or I can go and I'm not going to. And that's, right. that's, that's fully owning your agency. Totally. And I think that that's so liberating when, liberating when we, when we choose to choose our, when yeah. we, when it comes to a conscious choice and we're like, I chose this. And, and I think that that is such a beautiful place to be. And I love that you're bringing this in the context of the law of chastity, because I think that that is so important to be like, it's not that I can't look at porn. It's that I'm choosing not to look at porn. Um, I'm, I, it's not that I, or I'm choosing to live a different way because that is so liberating. Well, and it's, it's a powerful, it's a powerful sense of, you know, what I can actually accomplish in my life. Uh, I can, but I choose not to. Right. Right. And and that's the, that's the phrase that I eventually got to. I I had to start, you know, I, I believed I can't stop looking at pornography. I, I believed I shouldn't look at pornography and those thoughts held me back from owning my actual choices and going from a place of I can't to, I can look at pornography and I'm going to today. That was my first step. Now I didn't have a coach. I was, I was literally making it up as I went along. I was like, maybe if I just decide I can look at pornography and that's okay for today, maybe that will help. And that was actually the first step that I took on the path, you know, and it was a number of steps. It was, I can, and I'm going to today or right now, right? I can, and I might do it today. I can, and I'm not going to for the next five hours right? Like all of these phrases that were much more true than I can't to finally lead to, I can, but I choose not to. And it's interesting because I think any of us could get up in front of, you know, especially men, right? Stand up in front of Relief Society and be like, yeah, I can drink coffee, but I choose not to and have that intellectual argument and really own it. But I think it is very hard. I mean, just imagine being a man standing in front of Relief Society and saying, I can look at pornography. Just that phrase alone sounds and feels wrong. And I think lots of people can get there intellectually, right? Yeah. Oh, I can look at pornography. I get it. I get what you're saying. You know, uh, this is my agency and I have to own it and all that stuff. But the feeling 
of ownership of that principle is what's missing. And that's the problem. We don't what I love it. Yeah. And, and I think what I love about this, and I'm just like mulling over all of this incredible wisdom that you're sharing with us <laughs> is that it brings more accountability to it. Um, and it, and it allows us to take ownership of our lives and our choices rather than just being like, I can't look at pornography, but I, here I am looking at it. And I guess I'm just, you know, broken. Yeah. Oh, to I'm now, an addict, like, right. Yeah. Or I'm an addict or I'm, I'm stuck this way. And for me, it was like, I'm hurt. I don't trust. I can't trust. Right. right. <laughs> and, that, and then that's how I often felt. And it, I, I, I remember coming to the same conclusion and not in those same words of realizing like, I can trust, I'm choosing not to trust you because you're not trustworthy. Right. Which is and, different. And, it, and yeah, that's and totally responsibility different. lays 100% in your camp on, in that yeah. situation. And this is partly why I don't really care for the addiction model. Uh, there's a book I have here on my countertop called uh, The Sober Truth by Dr. Lance Dotis. And he takes, and he's talking about AA, but I think you can extrapolate a great deal of the information uh, about AA to, to this, because, you know, there's something like 32 or 33 different anonymous programs from narcotics to sex and everything in between. And he says, you have, a, you have essentially the same statistical chance of overcoming pornography or overcoming, he's talking about alcohol, but overcoming your addictive behavior through the 12 steps as you do just figuring it out on your own, which is about five to 10%. And, you know, that really, you know, struck me. And I didn't re I didn't know that until afterward, but I think when we think about the kind of language that we use in those meetings, hi, my name is Zach and I'm an addict, for instance, we are creating a self-affirming reality. Mm -hmm. You know, our brain is designed to prove us right. We'd rather be right than happy. It's called confirmation bias. And if you've watched politics over the last five years, you know what I'm talking about. People believe what they believe. And regardless of the facts in between, they believe that their side is right. And they will continue to, their brain will continue to search for that to be true. When we say things like, hi, my name is Zach and I'm an addict, our brain will search for the, for the proof of that, whether it's true or not. And then there's another phrase that really had always bothered me, which was um, we were powerless against our addiction. Now, whether that's true or not, it's not something I ever want to believe about myself, ever. Why would I want to believe that I'm powerless? And when we say these things out loud and we use them as affirmations, essentially, because that's essentially what you're doing. Every time you go into these meetings, you are saying repeatedly, this is who I am. And whenever we say things like, this is who I am, our brain starts to find evidence that that's true, right? Hi, I'm, I'm, uh, my name is Zach and I'm a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? I knew what that was. I knew what that meant. And I worked to create that reality in my life while, while I was a missionary. And the same thing is happening when we find other affirmations that don't serve us, like I'm an addict, I'm powerless, right? And, and that, is, again, is an abdication of responsibility, where you go and you say, I am not responsible for these actions because I'm broken, like you said. Totally. Well, and I think for me, I just remember that shift when I realized that it's not that I couldn't trust, but it was like I was choosing not to trust certain people. Right. And, and that was like, I was like, 
I'm totally not broken. I'm actually yeah. super smart. <laughs> like, yeah. This is awesome. I'm not um, trusting and- them because I have a reason to not trust them. Not because right. I'm a terrible person. Right. Right. And or like, I'm not committing because this is, doesn't feel right. Like right. I'm choosing not to commit. It's not that I can't commit. It's that I'm choosing not to. And, and so I really think that this principle is so incredibly freeing for everyone who has a pulse yes. and is breathing. It doesn't really and, matter what the topic is. Right. Right. We're, we're talking about pornography, but it's across the board an opportunity to take responsibility and by the way, control over your life. Totally. So Zach, if you can break down just a little bit more of what it, what it looks like when you finally realize that you have complete control to choose whether or not you want to view pornography, like what, what that looks like and how just that believing that and knowing that then can help or improve your recovery. So I don't know that it was just this, you know, it wasn't like a flash of light and all of a sudden everything changed. It Mm -hmm. was, it was, it was beginning to understand the principles, right. And then practicing those principles regularly. And I, I think we think that our brains just offer us things and those things are real and true. And the reality is, is that the things that we practice the most, the beliefs that we practice the most are the, the beliefs that are going to govern our lives. And for me, you know, it was going from I can or I, I can't to I can and I'm probably going to today to eventually getting to a place where every day I was saying I can, but I choose not to and believing it and mm-hmm. believing in myself and having that understanding and the, and the feeling that this, this is true, not just intellectually, I understand it, but this is true to me inside the same way that we kind of get that that testimony of the gospel. It is a a truth that no one can take from me. I love that you mentioned that because I'm a firm believer in intrinsic motivation is the most powerful way to change. It's not going to happen when you're doing it for someone else or because someone else told you to. It's going to really have to come from within. And when you can really take control of or really understand that you have that ability to choose. Yeah. It, it, it changes the way you look at recovery. Well, I and, and I think your I think your point is exactly right, which is, this is not just a matter of, you know, you have to figure out what you're supposed to do, but you're, you have to get to a place where inside, this is who I want to be. Right. Yeah. And, and this is not something that, like I said, it doesn't just happen overnight you got to practice this and you got to take the training wheels off little by little. And it, it helps when you have someone like a coach or, or someone who knows the process who can help you understand what training wheels to take off when. So for instance, you know, if you, you came to me, I, I get this question a lot. Well, my wife controls the internet on my phone. So how do I go from having my agency or not have thinking I don't have agency to having my full blown agency. And it's little by little. And in our household, I, at one point I took back my agency and I said, I just want my phone just unlocked and leave it alone. And then over time we got to a place where partly because we have kids, but partly because I just didn't, I just didn't need that in my, in my life. I said, Hey, Dars, would you just block certain things from the web browsers? So it's, 
it really is. And this is, you know, per person, right? Everybody has to come to these places themselves. What is it that I need to learn so that I can own my agency, but also what are the guardrails that I want to keep up to help me keep my agency the way that I want it without giving it away to my spouse? Like Darcy's not responsible for my browser, but I've asked her to help me by setting it up in a way that keeps me as safe as I want to be. Does that make sense? That's, that's mm-hmm. slightly different than my wife controls my phone and she checks it every night. And, you know, if something's amiss, she's in charge of all the accountability of how my life is. That's not, that, that's not agency. And yeah. And, and if it wasn't your wife that would agree to help you with that, you would just find someone else to help you with it. It's like, it's not about her. It's, right. it's about you choosing to help get help with something, but, uh, and if people want to support you, great. <laughs> but it's all—it's—it's it's really all on you, right? It, and it has to be all on you. That's the thing. Agency is so. I, I have a great little um, talk that I give that I, where I talk about agency and the difference between agency and the atonement. And the atonement is—it's the bridge and the gap between where you are and where your heavenly Father is. It, it's always there. It never leaves, and it doesn't matter how far or near you are to Him. Uh, the atonement will always be there. It will always be available to you. Agency is the tool by which we bring ourselves more closely into line with what our heavenly father believes and wants us to, to do and wants us to have in our lives. That, that is the difference. The atonement doesn't change you. It's actually your capacity to own and take on your own agency and help yourself choose to to more closely align with what your heavenly father believes about you totally i love this so much zach i feel like we could just sit here and talk all night um (laughs) all night about all of these incredible principles um unfortunately we want to you know end the podcast before everyone be respectful of the listeners right (laughs) yeah totally um but where can our listeners learn more from you where can they go to to learn more from you so darcy and i we do a webinar every single month uh the next webinar is coming up on the last sunday of the month we try to do them sunday nights because we think that uh that really people are able to put their kids to bed and come and just listen and be a part of that uh, without any distractions. So we do the, so our next webinar, you can go to zackspafford.com and click free call and you can sign up for our free webinar, which uh, this month is going to be on February 28th. And we usually try to have them the last Sunday of every month. So if it's not February 28th in the future, it's going to be the last Sunday of the month going forward. And that gives you an opportunity to to listen, to ask questions. You can participate anonymously. It's honestly one of my favorite places to to talk to everybody who needs this work. And then of course, if you wanna hear what I teach, go to our podcast, The Self Mastery Podcast. It is a great resource. There's a lot of free information there that is gonna help you get from point A to point B. And if you want more help, you can always come, you know, sign up for a free consult with me, but that podcast has so much good stuff that I'd love to have you, you know, come and listen and start there. So, you know, Oh, where we're going on this journey. Totally. Awesome. We will definitely link to those things in our show notes and thank you. Thank you so much. 
thanks for sharing these these gold nuggets that i think are priceless honestly i'm so um, happy to do it this is yeah it, you know if you'd asked me five years ago hey <laughs> do you want to talk about porn for a living and <laughs> and help people solve a porn problem that they have in their lives i would have told you that was a crazy idea and i would never would have taken it taken you up on it and now it's like why not let's do this let's fix something that's awesome. Love it. I love it. And then finally, one last thing. What kind of call to action would you uh, let our listeners know about to really harness their agency and practice that so it can so they can see the benefits of that? Yeah, the very first thing I would I would begin to do is I would start to question whether or not you can or you can't. Is it absolutely true that you can't do something? And if that's not absolutely true, then maybe we start to question that a little bit more. And then eventually that idea, I can't do this, or I should do this, or I shouldn't do that, that starts to fade into, into the background and, and the truth starts to reveal itself. And then you can really realize how much you can do, right? And how much you can choose based off of what I you want in your life. I can choose to do this, yes, or I can choose to do this, no. That's it. Right. All there really is. Love it. Great. Thank you so much, Zach. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals, and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.